0: This week on Ace on the House. So I would say you can get a good hand brush, like a good brush at uh, the the one that Cinderella would use to do the like to do the floor. Yeah. Make sure it's kind of soft though. You don't want too much of a stiff bristle because you'll fuck up the carpet. <laughs> How would that work out today? Like super hot blonde just floating around the house, and you just walk away and you go, "I want you to clean all the fireplaces and scrub the floors, and then you leave." Like she'd be like, "Fuck you, dude. I'm gonna fuck your best friend." <laughs> The story would never work now. It would never fucking work. Check out an all-new episode of Ace on the House this Saturday or visit aceonthehouse.com only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.
1: Hey, you guys. That was overly excited. I mean, I'm excited to be saying, hey, you guys, but I just heard myself say it and it sounded a little a little much. I'm going to dial it back just a spec. Hey, you guys! I wanted to tell you the really good news, which is that we now have an official email address so you can officially email the show. Grab your favorite pencil or your favorite pen or even a pencil or pen that you don't like as much as your favorite if you're like me and you keep losing your favorite writing implement or tool Um, you could even grab a lip liner or whatever you have on hand, anything that could make a mark on something, uh, a crayon. Sure. You could grab a crayon. Yeah. uh, You know, whatever. I'm not going to be a stickler about it. Get out your, you know, you're probably listening to this on your phone. So you could get out, um, a tablet of sorts and write down this bad boy, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F, at adamcarolla.com. Here it comes. It's coming again. A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. That's Alice Rosen's Your New Best Friend. A-R-I-Y-N-B-F at adamcarolla.com. And in case you don't know how to spell Adam's name, which a lot of people don't, it's A-D-A-M-C-A-R-O-L-L-A.com. And so you could send us questions, suggestions, tips, recipes, pictures of your dogs or ducklings, puppies preferably, Uh, although if your dog is cute and full grown, that's fine. You could send us that. Um, you could send us Topic Sombrero topics. We're running a little low on those. And anything else you would like to send us, uh, I'm going to have to tell you though, it's not going straight to me. It's going through a series of, uh, email screeners. So do with that what you will. (laughs) I'm laughing because Gary's laughing and he has an infectious laugh. I'm looking at him through a little window uh, It's like I'm in jail and he's come to visit me so anyway, you guys um please enjoy this show and feel free to email us. My guest on this show is musician and all around funny guy and old friend of mine Matt Nathanson and please rate it highly as you have been doing on iTunes because that helps keep it uh, up high in the charts and leave a comment. And just go on being your awesome selves. I love you.
2: Bye. Alison, Rose, Allison, is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, good times never end. Rose, dance again? Allison, Rosen, your new best friend.
1: Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to Allison Rosen's Your New Best Friend. My guest today is an old friend of mine. That actually makes it sound like my show is something where it's just like friends and old friends, but it's not. Sometimes I I talk to people I don't like at all. But anyway, uh, my guest today is someone I've known for a long time and someone that I think America is getting acquainted with Matt Nathanson. He's a musician Ooh. and he keeps sniffing the microphone. It
3: smells um, strange but sexual.
1: Like it, someone stuck it up there, something or other.
3: No, I don't know what it is. It just has a musk to it.
1: Hmm. Well, they've recently it has they've recently been washed in soap. I don't know what it was that was I'm on that. I'm turned on
3: by clean.
1: And so is the microphone. So that's probably it. For you if you not? use
3: Dawn, I might have an erect, I might get an erection. From Dawn.
1: Do you find yourself doing dishes all the time?
3: (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) Bring me to your house. Like what a clean. There's websites for my fetish. Dish.
1: Dicks.
3: Dish. Dish and dicks. (laughs) Yeah. Dish and dicks.
1: (laughs) That sounds like something that women would do on a talk show.
3: Dish and dicks? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like Hoda and Anne-Marie there would do it during their drinking. What is that show? Hoda and
1: Kathy Lee? Yes. (laughs) But Hoda and Anne-Marie would also be a good show.
3: (laughs) That sounds a little bit like a quilting circle.
1: Exactly. So uh, today has been a crazy day so far because we're here at... Base broadcasting, and um, on the Adam Carolla show, we just switched studios. But Matt and I are right now in the old studio, and there was just a lot of rushing around and a lot of like moving things back and forth and turning things on, and and poor Gary had to do a lot of plugging things in. Say hi, Gary. Hi guys, sorry I lagged. My bad. Oh no, it's okay. It's, you look. It's also my bad. Strong
3: when you were doing it. Looks can be deceiving. Yeah, he was
1: he was jello inside. Uh, um, yeah, and during all that, Matt said to me, "What's going on? You you seem a little tight."
3: Yeah, you seemed tight to me. And usually, brittle. You're, usually, no, not brittle, just tight. Okay, and, and usually you're a looser. You.
1: Well, thank you because you've known me for a long time.
3: A long time. In my you, looser
1: days, perhaps. Back in the loose
3: days. <laughs> yeah. That's what we called them.
1: Right. So. uh... <laughs> Uh, but I made a note here that I wanted to ask you about your hearing because during the sound check, you just kept at wanting them to turn it up.
3: I'm, no, I don't hear very well. Yeah. Well, I hear well at, at loud volumes.
1: Right. Which is the same as not hearing very well. <laughs> ah, yes. That's like saying like, I see things really well when they're right in front of my eyeballs. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm a little deaf. When but, did that happen? Folk rock really can just I was wear you say down. it's weird because it's tough people... tough being this aggressive.
1: Yeah, let's describe your music for the, or, and you for the people who may not know who you are.
3: I'm six feet tall.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, keep going.
3: Catholic Jewish descent.
1: Okay. You used to have long hair.
3: I had real long... I look like an ugly woman.
1: <laughs> it's true.
3: I had beautiful hair and then... <laughs> when, I lived in, when I lived in France, French men would say... Salut, madame. And then I'd turn. and They'd be like, "Ooh, Monsieur."
1: Did Did any of them uh, become more excited when you turned around?
3: No, I didn't see any. Uh, in, you can tell in the eyes usually. Right. Most of the eyes went. Fear. They went dead.
1: <laughs> when did you live in France?
3: I was in high school.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay, so you <clears throat> wait. No, I feel like we need to say who you are now, and oh, then yeah. we'll say who you were back w- when. Okay, so you are. Uh, you're a guitar player. We're almost there, like a modern troubadour if you will
3: a modern troubadour a hardcore troubadour
1: i mean back when i i'm jumping around already back when i used to see you perform at the motley which was the coffee house on the campus yeah of let's say
3: how we know each other scripts
1: yeah we went we went to college. we went to college not together but you went to the I college to that college. the intelligent
3: people went to
1: and you went to the one that the ugly women went to pitzer i
3: had very good-looking women at my school you, you
1: described yourself as an ugly woman
3: i was an ugly woman but but we went to sort of the alternative of the see Claremont, which is east of Los Angeles, yes, right? Yes,
1: that is correct.
3: It's five college it's system a
1: consortium.
3: It's a it yeah it they, is. That's
1: what they call it. It is a, a consortium. Shares a library.
3: Shares a library, and you can eat at any of the dining halls, but yes. you graduate from separate colleges.
1: That's right, and you, you take the majority of your classes at separate colleges. Yeah, Although you, you, can you can take, take, classes take them anywhere, any, anywhere else. Yeah. Did you take advantage of that?
3: I did. I took a ton of classes at Pomona. Your that's school. That's
1: right. Yeah, you had cl- a poetry class, an English class with one of my friends. Yeah, she had a crush on you. Where was she? Um, she's probably right there staring at your hair and your clawed out ring. Yeah,
3: she was like this. She was like, oh, I'd like to condition that hair.
1: Did you not condition?
3: I didn't do, you can't, when your hair is that long and you have that much of it, Mm -hmm. you can't really wash it all that often.
1: You can actually.
3: No, because then it, then it gets what I like to call the Jewish afro.
1: Oh, oh, that's Jaffro. what you're. Fi- <laughs> that's what you're fighting. I was fighting the
3: Jaffro. Okay,
1: well that makes sense. And it, when it's
3: that long, it, you look ter- You look like you were in the band Striper. Yeah. Like the guitar player Oz Fox.
1: Did you get it trimmed sometimes?
3: Occasionally, you trim the dead ends. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to. You don't want paralysis of the hair.
1: <laughs> no, who would want that? No,
3: you don't want dead frozen.
1: T- <laughs> I mean, I never considered it before, but who would want that?
3: Nobody. I mean, some people probably, but not me. No, no way! I wanted healthy. Right. I wanted flowing healthy vines. So. Um,
1: yeah. So we we yeah. went, to college, we went together, to college together essentially.
3: Because and then we knew each other because you. Didn't like my music, but you loved my friend Michael Park's music. He had a band called Sages of Memphis.
1: <laughs> okay, half of that statement is true.
3: And you used to go see I them all n- the time. And I, I would did. be like, Allison, do you want to come see my show? You'd be like, I can't right now.
1: I'd be like, why don't you open for them? And yeah, yeah. then I'll be there.
3: Can you play Sages of Memphis covers? <laughs>
1: That's not true.
3: It's okay. I took it That's in. That's
1: not true. I internalized
3: it, and I've, therapy has helped me work through it.
1: Were any of the albums about it? Because that would be interesting.
3: Most of my songs are about me coming to terms with the fact <laughs> that you never came to see me play the coffee house on our campus.
1: I have a very that's not true. I have a very distinct memory of seeing you at the Motley.
3: One memory. I played there every week. You did not. I did, but you only went once.
1: You did not play the, there like, every week. I don't
3: want to dredge this up because the pain it's starting to overtake.
1: I have consolidated my memories memories into one. Wonderful memory. Yeah,
3: of us hanging out and music playing.
1: I remember uh, dragging you to some concert.
3: What show did we go to?
1: Some shitty band where I had a crush on the guy in the band. Uh, that, that could be anyone, really.
3: You really but... have consolidated these memories. <laughs> You're like, it was the monkeys, I was six. It's like, no... Uh, well, you it were, was, I think
1: it was down in Orange County, maybe.
3: We went and saw... And oh, that's we, saw, we
1: were listening to Sunny Day Real Estate on the way.
3: Dude, it sounds like we had an awesome time.
1: I think we did. Let's see. See, we've had good memories.
3: Oh, uh, it's all coming back.
1: I feel like a lot of the memories, though, were us like debating or arguing. And I don't know why, because you seem like a non
3: contentious guy yeah yeah i'm very easygoing that's what people say about me and as are you so together it's it's i don't understand how that could have happened it's weird two easygoing people like ourselves
1: well so anyway at the motley when i when i would see you every week you it was you and an acoustic guitar but now your sound has morphed a bit and you've added people
3: yeah there's a whole bunch of people
1: right how many of them there's four now Four whole people. Yeah. You're one of them.
3: I'm the fifth person. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's like Sly and the Family Stone.
1: So you play the gu- oboe.
3: No, no. I The harp. The harp. I'm a mean harp player.
1: And also the guitar.
3: Yeah, yeah. Harp and guitar. Lead, gu- lead guitar? Lead rhythm guitar. Lead rhythm. Okay. Yeah, I'm the main rhythm. Okay, guitar,
1: and then but I'm just thinking this extra person is also a guitar.
3: There's another guy in there that plays guitar. Mm-hmm. There's a bass player. We have a keyboard player and a drummer. Who
1: a keyboard player? Oh yeah, well, that's a real full sound. It's zany. My God. Okay, and you were just on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Performing with the woman from Sugarland. Yeah. And before that, I was watching The Bachelor, and you were on The Bachelor, this not competing like, for love. This is
3: this is like it, this is your life right here. I'm remembering things. The Bachelor.
1: It's like this is your recent few months. This
3: is your recent past. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bachelor. I was on The Bachelor. We were essentially fluffing two people. Yeah. It was like. We what were, was that experience like? It was weird, man. Two people coming together that don't know each other, that are going to fake love each other, and then it's our job to play music for them to like heavy pet to. Right. That, that's a, that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Did ma- you feel good magical. about yourself? I don't think I was so – was, it was really I was in the service of them. Right. So really, was I thinking about myself? No. I was thinking, how do I get him to be more aggressive in the way he touches her ass? Maybe we should lean into this song a little. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, t- this feels like a tender moment. Let's step back.
1: <laughs> were you really in the service of their burgeoning faux relationship or were you oh, in yeah. the service of the network?
3: Burgeoning creating... faux relationship. 100%. If I, it was my job to like. You're n- like a
1: conductor of love.
3: Yeah, I was the fluffer. If their nipples were hard, you know what I mean? Like it was my job right. to get their situations all ready.
1: And this was at. Where, this was at some kind of vault in San Francisco, a bank? <laughs>
3: yeah, in a bank vault, underground. There was a venue
1: near where we went to college called The Vault in Pomona.
3: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, that, 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 I didn't even know I remembered that.
3: I don't remember that. I saw Beck play down at the coffee I shop. I went with you. Oh. See? Ah. See,
1: another memory. That's three.
3: That's incredible. Isn't
1: that weird? It's all We coming saw back. Beck. What, the, what was the name of that coffee
3: place? It was called, uh, it had just opened. It was called... Oh, it I don't know. Pomona. The, the dude that ran it was in a wheelchair. Okay. And that's all I know, really.
1: At least you know that.
3: <laughs> I remember the important things. We went and saw Beck.
1: Yeah, because it was a part of Orpheus, which was that mu- bringing music to campus thing. Yep. It was you and me and Mike Lynn. Mike Lynn. And, uh, who else is well, involved I don't know, in that? But, this but this is,
3: is kind of awesome. I mean, this is
1: probably fascinating to the listeners. They're
3: like, that's great. My coup? Come on. I know. Like that dude who tweeted today. You have some fun fans.
1: Oh, the, which dude? The guy you that tweeted. said,
3: ask, you, you oh, tweeted. Oh, if you're a dick? Yeah, they said, mm-hmm. you tweeted out and said, hey, any questions for Matt? And this guy said, uh, yeah. Is he such a dickhead as I think he is?
1: Yeah, and then you said, "Come on by, and you'll see that I am." But then a bunch of your fans were like, "No, he's the nicest celebrity ever."
3: Oh, takes away from my wanting to kick that dude's teeth in.
1: Yeah, dude, the negative tweets get to you. This is a theme. They don't get to me, but like when
3: somebody's that stupid, is he that big of a dick? I mean, like I don't know, dude. Come down, and I'll show you what a dickhead is. Like I will fucking hit you with mine.
2: I'll, <laughs> I'll,
3: I'll like indent your forehead with my fucking helmet.
1: It'll be like a little mushroom shape yeah, I'll, I'll beat you down <laughs> or a, large mushroom. and I'll make a you kiss <laughs> it.
3: I'll make you kiss my fucking dickhead. Yeah, so that was good. So he uh, that was fun.
1: See, I do have fun fans.
3: Yeah, that guy was super fun. Yeah, he had like uh, he was good. The good people.
1: Yes, exactly. I, I don't know. Now, see, right now, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, do we talk more about The Bachelor? Do we talk more about I'm still trying
3: to figure out the name college? of that coffee shop in college. <laughs>
1: do we talk about the haters on Twitter and whatnot? Just go. Just go. I'm here for
3: you. Just no, run I just with was,
1: it. I, I don't want to talk to you. I just want to list all the things you could talk about. Oh, okay. About. Sorry, sorry. So let's talk more about The Bachelor, just for a minute. Yeah. Because dude. that show... Um, how did you get involved in, in they, playing on air?
3: They called, they were super nice, mm-hmm. and they were like, Does Matt want to play The Bachelor? During one of the dates. Right. And I said, Yeah.
1: Do you watch that show?
3: I am so not the guy that watches that show. No,
1: because you like Northern Exposure. I
3: that do was your love, favorite. I do show love Northern Exposure. In
1: See, See but, I remember, you think that I only had eyes for Sages of Memphis,
3: but you're wrong. If I had known, then I would have let my Allison songs out of the bag. Instead, I kept them. I repressed them.
1: Yeah, where are they?
3: They're, they're dead to me, but now I'm thinking about exhuming them.
1: <laughs> Please do. Yeah.
3: So, um, The Bachelor, <laughs> I've never watched The Bachelor, and then the other night I was on Dancing with the Stars, another show that I've never watched, and both of them were totally fun and strange and wonderful. A lot like what I'm assuming a peyote trip in the desert would be like.
1: Have you never done that? Did you never go out to J-Tree? That's what they called it when we were I did there go out on. to
3: J-Tree, but I, don't, I didn't do peyote. What did you do? I just got naked with Scarth and Mark Moore, and we just kind of walked around.
1: You went out to Joshua Tree, you got naked, and you weren't on drugs? No. Okay. I How was d- that?
3: I've never done drugs. That's right. Yeah.
1: Ne- You've never done any drug?
3: Never. I mean, like, if I take an antihistamine, I'm whacked.
1: Well, what kind are you taking? I feel like some it, of them make you more drowsy there's, than others. There's
3: one that's like, I feel like a glacier melting. Anytime I take some something that's supposed to help me, I usually feel a little bit like my arms aren't attached.
1: What do you do for menstrual cramps?
3: That, I just work through those. Mm. You can make them glorious if you just accept.
1: Hang on one second, because Gary seems to be telling me something, and I think that it involves that I'm too much on the mic. I need to lower the mic. What's going on here?
3: You
0: need to bring the mic down just a bit.
1: Oh. I hope people haven't not been able to hear my precious words. Oh no,
0: they've been able to hear it, but Matt's just a little bit clearer, so I want to Oh, wanna equal you know it why? Oh. That, you know why that is? Cuz he's oh, a
3: professional shit. loud person. I didn't want to say it, but I was feeling way clearer than you. <laughs>
1: That's why you made us have that super long extra Matt centric sound check. Yeah. Could I get a little more of me in the mic and a little less about Al- No, this is Matt. Yeah. Could I get a little more of me and a little less of Allison?
3: Yeah. I was like, "Can you turn her down?" Right. You Please know for the it... love of God, turn her down. My
1: sense of acoustics make me feel like, "Allison, I feel like you'd be best if you were a few feet outside of the studio." Yeah. yeah.
3: Allison, do you can you go down and get us a Starbucks and talk from there?
1: <laughs> sure. I'll call and let you know what I had to say.
3: <laughs> I'd called into you once before when you... You
1: did. I know. When I was doing my show in New York. Yeah. You've always been there for me, Matt.
3: Allison, I, yep. I, I'm the wind. I'm the Titanic. You know what I'm saying? I'm the wind beneath your Titanic.
1: Thank you. What? What? Did you know that Kate Winslet hates, that, hates uh, the Celine Dion song? Evidently. I read it on my iPad this morning.
3: I love Kate Winslet. So anything she hates, I hate.
0: You read it this morning? That's very timely.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, well, apparently How did it take her so long it? to say that? I think she was waiting until...
3: Yeah, it got, like, a statue of limitations was up.
1: Yeah, maybe. Much like, uh, who was it? Someone else just, uh, distanced themselves from... Oh, uh, oh, I know, Richard Gere just said... See, I'm super newsy. Richard Gere just said that he thought that Pretty Woman sucked.
3: I watched Pretty Woman the other day, and I have to tell you, there were aspects of it that were amazing... And there were aspects of it that were uh, really terrible. And then I can't believe he got a prostitute for three thousand dollars for the week, and she looked like yeah. Julia Roberts. I don't know at what point in the history of the of the of the lo- the world's oldest profession that right. you can get a prostitute for three thousand dollars for the week in Los Angeles that How- looks like Julia Roberts.
1: How much do you feel like one should go for? I'm
3: assuming more. Yeah. I watch television. I see movies. I read. I would think more.
1: I don't know because I feel like it's not necessarily always rich people who are who are buying whores.
3: Yeah, but like, but ones but that look like Julia get, Roberts. Right, I think you get There's, what you pay it's for. It's definitely a tier system. Yeah, you know what I'm saying.
1: Right, just one of the many things that was unbelievable about that movie oh
3: unbelievable about that movie
1: just one more bachelor thing oh yeah oh what? my god
3: yeah i think somebody in this room of two people is obsessed a little bit with the bachelor
1: i'm a little bit obsessed with the bachelor that
3: dude is significantly better looking than he looks on television that's
1: what i, I wanted to know what is the and deal with ben that Atlantic. girl now that was the date with uh what's her name
3: Blonde girl. Blonde. Lindsay. So spelled in a fucked up way. So she looked awesome on television and looked very normal in person.
1: I would agree with that, except I don't think she looked awesome on television. Her well, skin was the wrong color for her
3: face and teeth. Whoa. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't think you've thought much about this. So it's, she looked I, like... It, she, she, she looks she, like an
1: orange with giant teeth and, like, yellow hair. <laughs>
3: that's what happens when you have, an, like, she looked like a tumor growing inside somebody that you take out and there's hair and teeth yes. if you've let it grow. Is that what you're saying?
1: She looked like a human dermoid tumor. I would never say something that means. I feel bad for her. I don't feel like she She was very nice.
3: And when they groped, they groped with the utmost confidence.
1: That what it was going to be on air?
3: I have no idea. (laughs) But he was much better looking than he came off on television. He looked a little bit wet on television, like they.
2: Yeah. Like he he
3: was birthed from the tauntaun or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Like he'd shot out the back of a. But in person, he was buff and he was handsome. All okay.
1: Good. Yeah, he was. This was a very unlikable season, I must say. Ugh, I had I, trouble. I, was getting, I know that, the unlikable season. See there she is. What's going on? She's oh, very, a picture of her. Very orange.
3: She definitely looks like she's been to the. I mean, she's attractive. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. She's more attractive. Like that's a bit of a busted shot. But when I saw a clip, uh, she looked good. Way to go, Lindsay. Did she win?
1: <laughs> she did not. But she did make it. Uh, she, was she the second runner-up? Yes, she made it to Vienna, and she, and Whoa, she had it, her heart stopped. Wait,
3: so instead of like the tiers are like different parts of the world, so like instead of like silver, bronze, silver, gold, it's no. like it's like Frankfurt, Vienna, well, Paris.
1: They don't put it that way. It's more like you made it to the date where you're expected to have sex with him in the fantasy suite.
3: They had sex already, for sure.
1: Oh, how do you know? From the you confident probing,
3: yeah. They groped with a confidence that said to me, I've seen this penis and I've seen this vagina as if both of them were talking to each other. I've seen you before, mm-hmm. friend. You know, like good to see you again, friend. Let's, let's were
1: the, is it their genitals play that we're talking? Right.
3: Coy. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I learned how to speak genital back in college. It was a language That's I took at Pomona. Music. <laughs>
1: Pomona would have never had a class like that. Scripps might have, though. Or Pitzer, actually.
3: Genital. Yeah, speak, I learned Learn like, to speak genital. Right.
1: Representations of modern genic- genitals and genital discourse yeah. would have been some kind of class yep. that we would have had there. So, back when I used to see you at the Motley, um, oh, wait, no, we already went over how you fleshed out your sound, but also you Is were it able. Fleshed out my sound?
3: Or, or flushed, flushed out. out That's, I wondered that. A question as I said I've always it. had.
1: I don't know. Does Gary know?
3: Gary, fleshed or flushed?
1: Flushed or flushed? I've always I wondered think it's that flushed. too. I I'm You know sure. what? I'm going to say. Like you could flush out. You could flush out your dead Allison songs, but you could flesh out a sound. Okay. I'm. I'm the, gonna... ul-
0: the alternate is confirming what you're saying.
1: Okay. Thank you, Gary oh, wow. and Internet.
3: How about um. Uh, there's some sort of horse thing that changes, too, when you say... Um,
1: Beating a dead horse? Champ.
3: Champing oh, at the champing bit. Oh, champing
1: at the bit or chomping? Champing. I think it's champing, yeah, yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, you know, uh Adam had one, you know, when you go to get an old-fashioned shave, let's say? Yeah. And they sharpen the razor on a strop.
3: Not a strap. No, it's a strop. Nice!
1: What the hell is it? I mean, why, though?
3: Do you know, it's like... Why must they do that? Have you ever been to different parts of the country? Like, say, you um you're, you go to Reno... And you're signing an autograph and someone says to you, you say, what's your name? Mm -hmm. And they say, Rebecca. And you say, okay. And you start to write it and they go, no, it's not spelled like that. It's R-E-A-B-H-E-Y-B-B-K-A-H. And you're like, that's not how you spell it. And it's like, that's how my parents spelled it. So strop is a similar thing. It's just, it's a little pretentious.
1: Strop's parents. Yeah. (laughs) Or Strop.
3: Strop. didn't know. I know. It's not Strop's fault.
1: Mm-mm. So back then, you were able to move about without a whole bunch of fans trying to get a piece of you and just trying to get in your face and be like, Oh, Matt, look, we took this photo at your last show and I made a framed copy for you, blah, blah, blah. And then, I, I've told this story before, but not on this podcast. I don't mm. know where Ooh. I've told it. Maybe oh, I just told it to my friends. Uh, but then, okay, so then we graduated back in the 90s, late 90s.
3: Late mid- 90s? It was pretty early, 94, 95?
1: I was 97. To me, I'm rounding up. That's late.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, 90. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm a little younger than you, but I'm old. Uh, So anyway, we (laughs) we graduated, and then I moved to New York uh, after a little while, and and I feel like we kept in touch, but we weren't in that great touch. And then uh, you were playing at the Knitting Factory, and I went to try to go see you at the Knitting Factory. And thinking that it would just be kind of like the Motley, but at the knitting factory in New York. And lo and behold, it was sold out. Right. And I think I got in touch with you and I was like, I'm trying to get back there. And then I think you came out and got me. And it took us forever to get from uh, where we were standing to the backstage because you were a superstar. And it was like overnight, except obviously it wasn't overnight. So what the hell happened?
3: Every day. How did that happen? Waking up this famous.
1: Yeah. What's it like? Every
3: day is a burden. I mean.
1: Because you're a million times more famous now uh, than you were when I'm talking about the knitting factory. You wouldn't even play a small dive like the knitting factory It takes me so
3: long to get to the people that dress me in the morning now. (laughs) Right. Not to mention that the jet. I mean, it's brutal. Yeah. Just being this. I mean, it's a weight. It's a curse. Mm -hmm. It's like a Bobby Brady tiki necklace curse. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Do, you, do do you ever just wish you could be anonymous? For I a just day? I just
3: every day I wake up and I'm like, please let me just be mad again. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Not this epic, uh, famous person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Right. But then, and Not then mad but then once they caps. start loofing me up, you know, because I have my team of people right. who loofa. Once that happens, then it's like I'm like, oh, I like being this famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But really, I'm I'm serious. When did you
1: acquire your first loofa?
3: <laughs> I got one early, but you spend your money where you need your money spent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, even Exfoliation
1: th- was a priority yeah, for you.
3: Yeah, I didn't eat. Most people say I ate ramen. You know, I didn't even eat ramen. I just had an exfoliator. Uh, and then I would eat a little bit of his sandwich. <laughs> just once a day.
1: Did he eat something off of a focaccia? Because I feel like that's what someone who'd be food would do.
3: Yeah, no, that's, an, that's a little bit. That bread is too bulky. He was watching his figure. So oh. he was doing kind of a pita thing back then. That's smart. Yeah. Hell of a guy. What's his name? He doesn't like me to uh, Phil.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Phil. Hey, Phil.
1: So really, though, I see you're dodging this question of how did you become this overnight success where it took him. I'm a not bunch dodging of years. it. It's just
3: like not really a question. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm Yeah, it is. Not really, what happened?
1: I, I, when did you all of a sudden become super famous?
3: I don't think it ever. Ha- it hasn't happened yet. Well,
1: you've re- you've toured relentlessly.
3: Yes. So people know me. Mm-hmm. It's as, it's like saying your mailman's famous. He's not famous, but if you saw him at a at a supermarket, you'd be like, "Mike, mailman Mike." And then if everybody was he was everybody's mailman, they might he might have trouble getting to the cereal.
1: So you f- Cause That's a great analogy. Yeah,
3: I'm a mailman.
1: So you feel like you've personally delivered your songs.
3: Oh, my seed. To everybody. <laughs> I don't call them my songs. I've delivered my seed. Yeah, I've spread it about. Uh A cannon, my urethra cannon, has shot my seed into the faces of many people.
1: It's like it's like reverse bukkake. (laughs) You've individually come on like a myriad faces. You're one guy coming all over everyone's face. Let's talk
3: about reverse bukkake, okay? Because like if you took it from the, if you just rewound it and watched it on, uh, that would be awful and awesome.
1: Well, you were. I'm saying not a
3: bukkake fan, but but I can but I can in get terms behind of what anything. You watch or do either.
1: Okay, I I'm just asking. Either either. I'm just it's asking the question. Seems like
3: a waste to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you could be.
3: You never know what you could be doing. That's just a lot of. Uh,
1: you know what I'm saying. I don't actually, but I'd like to. It's a
3: waste. It's a waste. Of semen. Potentially.
1: Or of effort.
3: It's not or very much effort. Precision. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waste of your precision <clears throat> as a lover. Lover of precision. Okay. So anyway, so, so to don't... answer your question, yeah. um I don't know when it happened, but it's fun that people recognize me now and I appreciate it and I uh I had an experience when I was a kid when Tracy Chapman was at the LaSalle Music in Boston and I was going to see her play 2 weeks later at the she was living in Boston at the time and I was going to go see her at Symphony Hall and I did go see her at Symphony Hall. But I walked up to her because I really wanted to like say hi to her. She mm-hmm. was very famous at the time. And uh, she had no time for me. And her, her assistant person got ah. between she and I and said, I said, I just want to tell her that I'm a huge fan. I'm going to see her at Symphony Hall. She goes, I'll tell her. And I said, well, she's right there. I can go to She goes, I'll tell her. And so I didn't get to speak to Tracy Chapman. And it was that moment that I said, if anybody ever comes to me and says, thank you for delivering your seed... <laughs> In like an airport or anywhere <laughs> that I would not uh, Tracy Chapman them. No, I wouldn't.
1: Have you? Excuse me. I was taking a sip of something. Not
3: only were you taking a sip of something, but is that sparkling
1: water? It is. This came up on the on the most recent podcast. Yes.
3: Why did you? That's. Do you ever get burps?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. How do you? I, sh-
3: I sure do. Can I tell you something about Please, myself? Yeah. Every time I have to burp on stage in the middle of a song, every time, like Pavlov's dog my brain immediately thinks, what would happen if Brian Adams had to do this? I swear to God. That's weird. Every time. And I drink sparkling water before I go on stage, so I often have to burp. And Brian Adams is in my consciousness way too much. But I don't know why I think of him. Also, when I mow the lawn, I think of Adam from Maroon 5. Every time. You do not. I swear. I never told him that, but I, I, I can. But I was always a little bit, I was like, I don't want to say, Adam, I think about you when I when I cut the grass but I do I have no idea why really weird those really... two things Brian Adams and Burps Adam Levine and gardening
1: I mean I'm impressed that you mow a lawn
3: yeah are you kidding How do you...
1: I don't know the you jet, have lawns the, in San Francisco the jet doesn't
3: fuel itself I mow everybody's lawn <laughs>
1: You don't have one that you don't wait, do you actually have a lawn? I
3: do. I have a big backyard lawn. Where
1: aren't aren't you in San Francisco? Yeah.
3: Big I guess big big for San Francisco.
1: Are you in wait, do you say what neighborhood you're in or will are your Yeah,
3: Bernal Heights. I gotta represent Bernal Heights. Yeah, you do. Bernal <laughs> We have Wait, we, is we it have, like you,
1: Bernal Heights?
3: Yeah, yeah well, What does that mean? Two people like saying. Marco this thing. Oh, oh. Con. How was I supposed to get that? You're like Bernal Heights. Oh, now it makes sense, but at the time you did it, that could have been anything. You could have been. This is
1: what I hear. How am I supposed to get this obvious thing? You're just like, obvious thing, obvious thing. I know. (laughs) I hear what I want to hear, though. (laughs) So I have something to say that's similar to Adam Levine and Brian Adams for you, which is that years ago, like before I even knew you, uh, I was talking to my friend Katie, and we were lamenting, and this shows what a couple of cool, popular girls we were. Mm. We were lamenting the fact that when someone says sneeze, you say bless you. But what do you say when they cough? No one says anything when you cough. So I don't know how we decided that what you should say was thumb dick. I think we had just seen a movie where someone called... Thumb dick? Thumb dick. yeah. We would seen a movie where someone called someone a thumb dick, and <laughs> it, just the way they said it, the timing, made us laugh so much. That,
3: we... well, that rules.
1: Yeah. Okay. So thank you.
3: Thumb dick, is, it is from here on out.
1: <laughs> well, you poisoned
3: <gasps> the we- thumb, thumb dick.
1: dick. Here's the thing, though. I like that. It was, uh oh, frog in my throat. What do you say when someone has that happening? <clears throat> <clears throat>
3: you fucking prick. Did you say that to them?
1: No. No. Toe no. penis?
3: <laughs> Toe penis?
1: No, let's not come up with anything new because we didn't, we never.
3: Hopscotch pussy. You yell that when they...
1: That is... I like that. I mean, I, I just like that in general. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to have it, a band. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have a
3: band called Hopscotch Pussy. I thought that would be that's awesome. That's
1: good. Um, what kind of band would it be, though? Like it doesn't Like Chuck Barry style?
3: Oh. No, I don't know. I feel like that's... It could be like a minstrel, like a 60s folk, like minstrel, Kingston Trio.
1: Oh. Ooh. That's good. Hopscotch that's, Pussy. Yeah, that's really good. Anyway... It was just a joke for, I don't know, like an hour or something where when someone would cough, we'd say thumb dick. However, ever since then, like years and years and years, whenever I cough or hear someone cough, my brain automatically, thumb dick.
3: Thumb dick. Oh, it's great.
1: It, it, it has followed me.
3: Yeah, well, because you created it. It's essentially your child. And it will <laughs> it's, follow well, it's you my legacy, until yes. you pay for its college.
1: Right. And then the other thing was last night... Uh, I read a tweet. It was actually Mike Lynch who was saying that they, he and Adam were leaving somewhere and um, Ace of Bass was blaring. Oh, yeah. And I consciously thought to myself, oh, I, thank God I can't remember what the Ace of Bass song is. Blah, I saw blah, blah, blah. the sign. Well, okay, but I didn't think I could remember. And then like, Five minutes later, I was thinking about something else, and all of a sudden, it just started playing in my head, that song. And I was thinking, it's weird. Our brains really are like computers. Like, I was not at all aware that some part of my brain was still working on ace of bass.
3: Are you saying that your brain saw the sign?
1: <laughs> yes, I am.
3: That is, that is heavy.
1: <clears throat> I'm going to keep clearing my throat because it's an abrasive and a yet attractive Toe guy. dick!
3: <laughs> Is that what you say?
1: I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Let's uh, pull up. You know what, though? See, okay, we, we do just me or everyone on this show, which is where people share things where they wonder, is it just me or everyone? And they tweeted a bunch of them. And we have the questions they tweeted. So we're going to figure out whether they're freaks or not. But I still feel like we haven't, Cracked you know, the code. Yeah, gotten to the heart of who Come you on, are. Bring it, Rosen. And your career and such. Okay, a you have rags a rags to Rich's tale. When did Modern Love come out?
3: June of last year.
1: Right, so it's it's brand new, and yeah. that was your first studio album in four years, though, is that right? Yeah. Because you were just wringing out the fame from the last one. Y-
3: y- when you when you when it rains <laughs> down like that, you got to catch all the all you're the just, water. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't know when the drought's gonna hit. What
1: do you catch it in?
3: A big bucket. Smart. Smart bucket. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. So yeah, no, and it, being now famous, you're touring and stuff Yeah,
3: yeah. So I tour. I'm famous. Every day is a struggle to be uh, incognito in a world where I'm everywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm looking for.
3: Yeah. I'll keep telling you about it. Um, uh, I sleep with uh, starlets. Okay. And I've fathered uh, almost like an entire NFL league in terms of children, just like the number, uh, how many teams in the NFL Times the players. Times the, I mean, I've had a lot of kids, mm. and um, and I just do drugs, and and uh, it's just joy all the time.
1: And Taylor Swift wrote some song lyrics of yours on her arm.
3: Yeah, she did it a couple times.
1: Were you insulted that she didn't tattoo them?
3: She, I don't think she's made the decision yet.
1: You know, oh, what is I'm she saying a tattoo's a trial like run? a yeah
3: a permanent thing. So okay. I bet she's just kind of ramping up to it.
1: How do you know this? And what did she write?
3: Somebody sent me a thing. Mm-hmm. On the Twitter. Okay. And said, Taylor Swift had your lyrics. And then there's a whole website where Taylor Swift's lyrics that she wrote on her arm are there. It's called like TaylorSwiftLyricsOnHerArm.com. <laughs> and, uh, and she is apparently a fan and she wrote uh, the lyrics to two of my songs on her arm at two different times.
1: That's pretty exciting. Yeah.
3: It's flattering.
1: Have you ever met her?
3: I have not. I was at the Country Music Awards and she was there, but I did not meet her. I didn't.
1: Would you like to? I, I At have, some point. Yeah, I have no say over this, but I'm just saying.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, she seems nice. Doesn't it's,
1: she? She does seem nice.
3: She seems nice. I like her songs.
1: She seems um older than she is.
3: When you're as old as me, we've already decided that I'm older than you. When you yeah. get to be my age, 63, <laughs> uh, you know, they all just seem real young. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 63 years old. I mean,
1: Like you see a 40-year-old and you're just like...
3: And like whippersnapper. That's what I call him. Whippersnapper.
1: Oh, Oh, Gary has pulled up.
3: Yeah, in Brisbane, she had uh, the lyric, she said, watch your back, I'm nobody's girlfriend. That was in Brisbane, Australia, March 6th. And then she was in New Jersey and she had, I have a song called Queen of Knots. Mm. And the middle eight in Queen of Knots says, you're someone else's baby. Yeah, you're someone else's crazy now. And she wrote, You're Somebody else's is cra- You're Someone else's Crazy now on her arm.
1: Did you date a crazy woman?
3: There's just crazy people that you commit yourself to mm-hmm. that are wacky.
1: But see, you, and if this gets too personal, you just, you just, I don't do whatever you have to do.
3: <laughs> I just start <laughs> peeing on you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm like, that's the international sign for too personal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, You have you uh, met the person that you married like pretty young and you guys have been together for a long time. And I'm always uh, amazed by people who realize at a young age. I mean, it wasn't that young, but still younger than, you know, for, for a lot of people. You're still in your teenage years. Teens. Teens. I'm always amazed by people who can find the person that they think is their soulmate that young and then grow with them. How the hell do you do that?
3: It was not a lot of my own doing. Do you know okay. what I'm
1: Like she was the one who... I kind of
3: stumbled upon greatness and it took a while to figure it out. And then you figure it out and then it's great.
1: Oh, see, I didn't know that it took a while to yeah, figure no, it out. It, it always out. takes a while. It should... I mean, I mean, you would think it would.
3: To figure it out? Yeah. I know it took me a long time to figure out what's important. And then you figure it out and then it's great.
1: Like how long? Long
3: time. Like a decade? You know, plus a little more You just figured out you're self-absorbed You're a kid, you don't know Well, you were Yeah, I was a self-absorbed kid, thanks
1: But you managed Allison. to make it last thanks this whole time Thanks,
3: altruistic <laughs> Little Miss Gandhi
1: But you made it last the whole time So she's yeah. patient
3: She's She is an exceptional human Like uh, Incredible foresight mm-hmm. and uh, And Patience
1: well, congrats. Thanks. On not fucking it up.
3: It's because of my breakdancing background, mm-hmm. right? Um, in a breakdancing break that you pass, the, you pass it to somebody else, you don't just hog it. Right. It's not like ha- hacky sack. No. Do you know what I mean? Which I know you grew up.
1: Or ultimate frisbee, probably. Uh, or,
3: the, or ultimate the frizz, as we call it. Okay. Uh, in breakdancing, it's a selfless dance. You know what I'm saying? It's like you get, you're giving. You maybe do the caterpillar. And then you point, Mm -hmm. and then that other person does something to one-up. And my history as a breakdancer has helped me with my relationships.
1: (laughs) Uh, That makes no sense.
3: Okay, next question.
1: All right. Do you really break dance?
3: No. I had to go ask Mark Solomon, this kid that lived on my street, if he could teach me how to moonwalk. And? And he could moonwalk, but he's not a very good teacher. Mark Solomon. If he's listening. If he's listening, he... wait, thanks a lot, yeah.
1: Mark. All right, let's do just mirror everyone. Then we can, uh... Okay, let's not do that just yet. Oh, everybody's shaking let's their head. Let's find out what's going on for like Gary. This. Oh, you could just... just... I think Gary's oh, no. looking or we could at do dirty the... things on the computer. I know. We could do the questions. Maybe we should do that. Because that's we... what's up on the screen. <laughs> How about that
3: one guy that asked that question today? I liked him. The dick? Yeah, the dickhead guy. Yeah
1: um gary can you is it possible to make that any bigger because uh i can't see because that is small oh goody
3: oh i can read it you can yeah
1: oh oh here Whoa, we go it just got bigger it did rub it oh, again gary rub it again
3: <laughs> 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 it's so big
1: okay Do you see any like up there? Just go. Does Matt have any tattoos? If so, where and what?
3: I have a tattoo that I got when I was 15 in Pawtucket, Rhode Island from Norm, the racist Vietnam veteran. And he did it on my leg. Mm -hmm. He did it on my leg. (laughs) He tattooed my leg. And it's a very personal tattoo that only my 15-year-old self and someone who sees me in very short shorts, like Reno 911 style, (laughs) will know. So yeah, but I do have a tattoo. When I was a kid, I got it. I pierced my nose as well when I was 15 uh, because of the band Skid Row. So it was 1988. Maybe I was a little older than that. 87. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And I pierced my nose and I wore a chain between my ear and my nose. And in Boston, where I grew up, and in New Hampshire, I went to high school. I was definitely um, made fun of by people. And in Boston, they would say things like big, burly, like, like, Boston dudes would Mm -hmm. be like, hey, you look, you look fucking stupid with that. Maybe I should flush you. <laughs> As if I were a pull toilet. Right. Yeah. Dude, dude, you look fucking stupid with that. <laughs> you want me to flush you? I'm gonna yeah. Why don't you take that off? I'll rip it off your face. So that was how that worked. Tattoo, nose ring?
1: How did you do how did you patronize yourself? Was I you didn't do needle? it myself. Oh. There was a
3: guy named Tino. In Santa Fe, New Mexico, who did it for me with an earring gun. And the first, like, Ooh. 15 years of my... No, maybe the first 12 years of having it, mm-hmm. I had an earring in there. And people would, like, grab your nose, and then the post from the earring yeah. would stab your... Ouch. It sucked. But How did you, your
1: mom feel about all this?
3: She was not psyched on it.
1: I Somehow, I don't imagine she would be.
3: But you know what I'm saying? I was a persuasive kid.
1: You sold her on it?
3: I was also in boarding school. I never <laughs> was home. I think I, I've been in boarding school since I was eight or nine. So I didn't really, like, under her rules in the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I was never really there.
1: How was being in boarding school that young? Mm -hmm. I imagine it would make you have to kind of become a tough, self-reliant kid. It was
3: terrible. Yeah. It was not fun. Mm -hmm. Not the way to do it, I don't think. Why did she do it? I don't know why they did it, but I think all parents are pretty limited. They do the best that they can do at the time, and then that's what therapy's for. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes. Yeah. I do. Okay. Let's see here. Matt Nathanson.
3: You just read uh, my own name on no. that at.
1: Okay. Well, this is a question for me. Do you have any footage from when you auctioned yourself off on eBay? Well, Brian and I do, actually. So what happened was Adam was going to New York to do what? Celebrity Apprentice. What? He, he's on Celebrity Apprentice. The, well, he's been booted off already. But I don't know anything about season. that show except. What channels does your television get? That Meatloaf
3: it, was on it. Wasn't he?
1: Yes, but not this past and season. And then every
3: clip I saw, he was crying like a third grader.
1: They always cry. I don't know why. Because Trump breaks them.
3: Oh, my God. How fast would you hit that dude with a chair? Trump? Yeah.
1: Well, you think you'd hit him quickly, but according to Adam, and Adam's a pretty tough guy. Yeah. According to Adam, like the minute you're sort of in that situation, you just adapt you, you kind of I, buy in is a little too strong but like they don't really have to Stockholm manufacture Syndrome. yes you, they don't really have to manufacture drama it just it just is created in that situation when
3: you're surrounded by meatloaf even the food meatloaf brings drama <laughs> out of me and exactly. i'm gluten-free and so you use gluten-free bread.
1: Uh, that explains why one of the questions that someone had was, uh, can you give some advice on starting a gluten-free lifestyle? Oh,
3: now it's way easier. I started in 2003.
1: Why? What made you say goodbye to spelt?
3: Uh, wait. Spe- or yes to spelt. What?
1: I don't know. I just know spelt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, my mother-in-law is a super progressive health person. Okay. And she usually calls these things about five years before they become the fad. <laughs> And her thing was, get out, get out of the gluten, she said. And I was got it, out.
1: Was it hard for you?
3: At first it was, yeah. I, I, it was a. It took a while to part. I couldn't and, let go of its hand.
1: Right. <laughs> right.
3: And then once I did, I've, I, I've never looked back. Really? Oh, yeah.
1: So what is spelt?
3: I don't know what spelt is.
1: Spelt is something.
3: It's belt with a S-P instead of a B. It's like a, It's like if yeah. you lived in Modesto, you'd name your kid Spelt instead Backwards, of Belt. it's Tleps. Yeah.
1: Instead of Tleb.
3: <laughs> tleb, oh, Tleb.
1: So anyway, when Adam was going to New York, we didn't know how long he was going to be gone for, so it's like we're not going to have shows for a period of time. So Brian and I, uh, that's Brian, the sound effects guy, were talking, and I joked that I was going to go back to babysitting and other jobs that I'd had when I was, you know, Twelve or thirteen or something.
3: You grew up here.
1: I grew up in Orange County. Yeah, yeah, it's true.
3: The only bankrupt wasn't it it was a bankrupt county before that was cool. Yes. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's uh, one of the many reasons to love. Uh, Yeah, Gary's from Orange County as well. Yeah.
3: Did you guys go like hang and watch No Doubt play backyard parties and stuff when you were kids?
1: Well, no.
3: Did you walk into the spider web?
1: I. Did, I, I'm familiar with The Tragic Kingdom
3: oh nice
1: something bathwater no that the was a record later
3: water. that was the record yeah, later yeah I know
1: I just okay fine I, I was trapped in a box
3: uh hello Alice in Chains
1: uh, hello, I loved Allison Chains, and I had a sticker on my car, but no, uh, man in a box. No, man in a box was Alice Chains. Trapped in a box was No Doubt when Eric Stefani was in the band.
3: Oh, you go deep. You go I way I go back. really, you Gary go
1: knows this too. You can't Simpsons. come from Bankrupt Orange County without yeah. knowing this. I'm, I'm
3: down with that. Yeah. Yeah, I believe in the way that you love No Doubt right now. I'm so on that train.
1: But, you know, the first time I ever encountered No Doubt was when I saw a flyer on, at Pomona because they college. were playing Cal Poly Pomona. Yeah. And they used to play all the time. I wrote the first cover story in a national magazine about them. You, kn- you kn- Well, you know, I used to write a- for all those magazines. I wrote I the first one and I interviewed them at the Glass House in Pomona. Yep. That's where they were playing. She had just met, what's his nuts, Gavin Rosdale.
3: Oh, <sighs> I don't know why I made that noise, that but it felt so satisfying. I know. It seemed I'll like there was again. a real story there. It went... She had
1: just met Gavin Rossdale.
3: Oh, it had... oh, yeah, it didn't do as well.
1: Uh... First grunt is I just sounded like an
3: elderly person. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, no doubt. We had great bands that came to Claremont. You I brought, really did. I brought Annie DeFranco. Oh wow! I brought. Um, who else did we bring? Richard Thompson. Soundgarden played. Rage Against Machine did their third show ever in the Under Our Dining Hall at Pitzer. See, and then that their, was before I was there. I their think. fifth show. They were. It was Lollapalooza. So they they were like amazing. Soundgarden during the I didn't get super uh, during the Bad Motorfinger tour right before they went on tour with Guns and Roses. Tool I, played Harwood Halloween.
1: I feel like that was before me as well. No. Oh. Catherine Wheel played.
3: Yes, that was a couple of years after you. Yeah, after me, after them.
1: Yeah, I saw Catherine Wheel.
3: Ben lived in town. Ben Harper. Lived, Everyone I, liked Ben him. Harper.
1: Everyone liked. Remember Ta? Uh, uh,
3: yeah, Greg is a very famous producer. I see him quite a bit. He did the new Kelly Clarkson song. He did. He did a bunch of stuff that was cool. He did the new Shins record. I didn't. What's his last name? Kirsten. He's in the Bird and the Bee. Do you know that band? Yes. He's the either the bird or the bee. He plays key. He played keys on the Chili Peppers record. He produced. Um, Bunch of Kesha stuff. The what new Tegan to and Sarah. No, he's. Oh yeah, Ta. Tommy lives, I think, somewhere still in Pomona. Wild.
1: And the mountain goats were out there.
3: I see John all the time. Okay. He lives in North Carolina now, and Enough he's like of the memories. He's famous, John Darniel. Like you. Yeah, he's famous with the indie cool kids. It's great.
1: Yeah, you're. Fa- what are you famous with?
3: Probably from my shortbread, <laughs> in which I use spelt. Okay. Yeah. And scene.
1: No. No? No, we're, we're we're I mean we can be done with the spelt, but we have so much more to talk about. Let's do this. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh I said to Brian that uh, I was gonna start babysitting again, and then I was like, wait a minute. We should uh put ourselves we should like auction off we'll babysit your kid or we'll walk your dog and then we actually decided to do this. And so we auctioned off five odd jobs featuring us. And we flew to Colorado to babysit some kids.
3: Wait, did you pay for the flight?
1: No, they paid for it. That was part of the auction. It Whoa. was like it was like you have to be l a based unless you're rich and insane that We ruled. meant as a, It was a joke though, and they actually and then someone up in Northern California had us make dinner for them
3: what, what so, did you make Where were they Where did they live san Francisco what part
1: um, I don't know you didn't, It was you like didn't a numbered me. street, I think
3: It's all numbers up there. you didn't even <laughs> call me
1: I was there for like six Six hours. What did you
3: make? And why didn't you stay longer?
1: Because we had to go to Colorado the next day.
3: Oh, you did them all in a row? Yeah, it was like a tour. Oh, that sounds awful. It was. When Colorado... At the
1: end of the day, when I looked at the money we made, that I had to split in half with Brian, I was like, next time I do this...
3: Oh, yeah. Next yeah. time I babysit <laughs> Higher your kid? reserve,
1: and well, no Brian. I'm just kidding, Brian, if
3: you're listening. Wait, what did you cook, first of all?
1: We made... I made the salad. Oh, and come on. It was... I made the dressing. Brian deserves scratch. more, then. He made pecan crusted tilapia.
3: Holy shit! Yeah. How about? Oh come
1: on! All you do is dredge some fucking fish. I had to chop stuff. And Whatever. Stuff Whatever. And
3: moving on. Toss. And then in terms of um, the babysitting, were there two kids? One kid. Two kids. What part of Colorado?
1: Twins. Um, lion, I think. Yeah. I'm forget. No. Beaumont. No. No. Lion.
3: Okay. I forget. Yeah.
1: I think it was Lion.
3: And. Um, they were really cute. They were really cute. Really cute. How yeah. old were they?
1: Six. Both of them, they were twins? seven, they were twins, Oh,
3: that's great. They were really cute. Or five. congratulations. What was the other things you did? You auctioned off... We
1: walked some dogs. They were really cute. In Los Angeles. Yeah.
3: In Los Angeles. Yes,
1: and we still have to mow a lawn.
3: I'll help you with that. I told you I'm good. Where'd you learn? It's a sort of... It was Asia. Okay. I I climbed a... It was sort of like a vision quest thing. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, they taught me how to mow. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Next question. This one I from Twitter. Yeah, I'm trying to read. Cue for Matt Nathanson. What is one of your best stories from a concert?
1: Oh yeah, I like this one. I was I at was a concert at in concert. Colorado where I, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> where Matt fought a fan. Yeah, yeah. You fought, fought a fan. What happened?
3: Well, I I, I I used to get into fights all the time.
1: So you were fractious and contentious and pugilistic and yes, other pugnacious.
3: Yes words. and yes. Okay. So I was in Colorado and somebody was flipping me off and I told them, why don't they come up on stage and stop being a pussy? And they did. <laughs> they came to close to the stage and then we got into a fracas. And um, yeah, a uh, lot of good stories on tour. Um, uh, How about that? That I often get into fights. I don't anymore. But back in the day, I did.
1: What changed?
3: I think the crowds got less combative and I stopped touring with bands that where the people hated me. In fact, in Denver at the Lion's Lair, I was on tour with John Doe. Mm-hmm. John Doe from the band X. Yes,
1: love him. We ha- we had him on the show. He's
3: a good man. So Jonathan and I were playing the Lion's Lair, and it was a, essentially a bar full of bikers, and I, this dude called me a faggot, and I told him to what I, you know, again, why don't you fucking come say that to my face? And luckily the Lion's Lair was packed, and they couldn't make it up, and John... Was watching from the wings with his band, hoping, ready to, but hoping he wouldn't have to, come out and save me from uh, meth, methed out bikers.
1: Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like that's your crowd.
3: <laughs> no, I felt they were my. I I do now, but then it was like you know it was a struggle. They were getting to know me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. See, I remember talking to you, and you were saying that, like the the crowd that you at that time wished could be your crowd, like the cool kids, like the John Doe fans, and Melinda Franco fans and all that. I believe this is how you put it. Correct me if I'm wrong. That that wasn't who was embracing you.
3: At the time, the people that were embracing me and still do, you always want people that like the kind of music mm-hmm. you like to be the type of people, you know what I'm saying? Right. And the people that like my music, a lot of times like music that I don't like. So it's not, Cool versus uncool. It's just, mm-hmm. like, aligned tastes. Mm-hmm. So my fans like a lot of music that is good, but is not my kind of music. Right. And Such, uh,
1: Can you describe that at all? Or? Male
3: singer-songwriter.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you don't listen to a lot of you?
3: No. I don't like me. Is
1: so there some Gavin DeGraw in your stereo?
3: I do not have any Gavin DeGraw. Do
1: you have any... Um, who are other male singer-songwriters?
3: Just think penis and okay. diary entries.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. John Mayer. Oh, yes. I, but Again, right. all good guys, Gavin right. and John. But it's just it not something that I gravitate towards. Right. In the music department.
1: That's so interesting. Yeah.
3: It's Talk so about inter- self-hatred. Right. This get deep. I know. All of a sudden, I just want to cry.
1: And then also, you are very funny and witty and wry. And um, I'm like a bad thesaurus today.
3: You were throwing out some awesome pugnacious.
1: Pugnacious. Way to
3: go. Thank that's you. Like a, that's like a triple word score.
1: Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're very funny. And on stage, you're funny, too. But your music is... Would, do you feel it's fair to say your music is earnest?
3: I would say that my music has yet to re- really reflect the full spectrum of who I am.
1: Can music reflect the full spectrum of who someone is?
3: I think so. I think when you hear Regina Spector's songs, mm-hmm. you kind of get an picture of who Regina Spector is. Right. When you hear, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's done to the, to the best of its ability, when music is done right, it has all the nooks and crannies and dynamic that you can see sort of like a reflection of the artist in it.
1: And you don't feel like yours does
3: that? No, I think it's got a partial reflection.
1: Okay. Yeah. Please ask Matt whether he is excited about coming to Europe and what kind of shows he will play. I Thanks. am
3: very excited. I'm going to play awesome shows, and it's going to be it's going to change your life. Me, I'm going to shoot my urethra. You know how like Kesha and Katy Perry shoot whipped cream or sparklers out of their boobs? Yes. I've built this urethra cannon That's and it good. shoots fireworks. And so when I play acoustic, it's like a little, it like, um, it's, like an, it's, it's sort of like, I guess it's Cirque du Soleil meets singer-songwriter guy.
1: I feel like it would make flying difficult.
3: We ship it. <laughs> we ship the contraption. That's smart. And That's we... just
1: smart. It's just good thinking. That's so what you learn. You've done this before. That's so what you learn. Matt, he's married but often writes about heartbreak. Does he mine his past or friends for that content? Is that tough?
3: Uh heartbreak does not come hard to me. It is an easy it's easy to go back to that. Yes. Yes.
1: Why is that? Is that because you are an emotional person? Is that because you have been scarred?
3: I'm probably did not uh I'm not fully utilizing therapy to the extent that I should.
1: Do you are you still going to therapy? Oh
3: yeah. It's great,
1: but you don't feel like you're you're uh, I think I'm finally changing.
3: Up. I think I'm finally getting past the desperation guy mm-hmm. that guy
1: right that I guy. made like
3: seven or eight records with that guy. I think I finally turned a corner okay, so i don't know if desperation's going to show up as much how's that
1: that's huh a bold proclamation yeah uh Matt, any plans for clean- i mean I'm assuming this one's for you any plans for a clean shave in twenty twelve
3: it took me. I did. I have this beard now, and it took shaving my whole body to grow my facial hair. You know what I'm saying? It's like damming a river.
1: Wow. Yeah. It's like pruning. It
3: didn't grow until you get rid of it, all, and then it grows. You so, it just needed a place to come out. Yeah. Why did it's you like shave your It's like a Play-Doh fun factory when you jam up the front. <laughs> It'll shoot out the side. It'll shoot out the seams. So, um, no clean shave probably for 2012. And there has been more. I've been surprised at the amount of people who've um,
1: taken an interest in your facial hair. Wow! Yeah,
3: yeah. Like, and it and said like terrible, terrible or awesome, awesome when it first happened. But you think I'd like, I was a child abuser.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, people have strong opinions there about was everything.
3: Burning c- crosses on my lawn and stuff. Right. But my, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah, my I finely
3: do. manicured lawn.
1: Did you really shave your whole body? No. Oh.
3: No. Um, I was told in college that when you shave your special place as a dude, it comes back strong and angry, and I don't need that kind of situation.
1: I don't think that's true. Y-
3: yeah, dude, it's a soft situation down there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a blanket of mossy. I mean,
1: it's I a do. respite.
3: It's a respite from the hard world.
1: For woodland creatures? Yeah. <laughs> you
3: like, don't want to kill their be, habitat. That
1: would be a nice service to provide. Yeah,
3: you don't want the beavers to run no. by breaking up their dam. What?
1: I don't know. But um, you know what? Let's do just me or everyone. Okay. Sometimes
2: I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone?
1: Okay.
3: Who wrote these songs?
1: Tom Rapp. He's one of my fans slash friends. R-A-P-P? Yes, R-A-P-P. Whoa. Aren't they awesome?
3: They're fun? Yeah. They're exactly what you need. I know. It's like he wrote them for you.
1: I know. And see, we have a song called When Corinne Walks In. Originally, this show was, I did it on Ustream, and so I had a bunch of my New York friends who would come into different segments. And when my friend Corinne would come, there's this song, When Corinne Walks In, which I love, which I uh, did not send to Gary. But what I like to do is, I, I, because I try to find... Uh, like purposes for this song even when corinne is not involved i like to squish other people's names into the song oh, yeah. so i was thinking when matt nathanson walks in and i was going to try to do it with what your name What
3: you if corinne hit an iceberg in your friendship
1: what if we did yeah
3: what well, you thought about that i
1: have to change the name i have to change the but song. it sounds
3: like it's easy to change
1: we just squish it in
3: <laughs> but it's corinne still in there like when matt nathanson and corinne walks in or just i corinne mean if i say it removed? loud
1: enough It could... I mean, no, it's... Okay, Okay, fine. I guess the bad idea. All right. DS gets annoyed when a cashier stacks change in your hand on top of a receipt on top of a stack of bills. Just me or everyone. I get annoyed at that as well.
3: When the fuck does that ever happen? That is the most... That's like when the sun is shining in March are you a cashless
1: a human being whenever you when you pay for cash they always I never stick use the cash. bills i actually don't very often either but my i remember they put the bills in your hand and they put the coins on top
3: yeah that sounds annoying but then mean, you have
1: like a change taco
3: that's like that's like saying does it frustrate you when I mean, I don't know when your bomb shelter door doesn't open. That would be like Do you know what I mean? Like, that's from the 50s. Like, get over it. Don't use cash.
0: All right. I totally agree with Matt on this one. And I have a similar Just Me or Everyone to the caller. Okay. Or tweeter.
3: Twatter? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) love twatter.
0: After, if if you've ever been to Europe, after returning from Europe, I get so pissed off at the coin structure in this country because it's so useless. Like, they have three and five pound coins. So it's like when you are leaving your hotel or whatever you throw the coins in your pocket, whereas I would never do that leaving my house here. Yeah. Because why do I need 72 cents that's going to clank around all day? I can't mm. buy anything with that.
3: I, I'm, I, I am like Johnny Appleseed with pennies. If penny trees grew, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I just leave them on top of meters, throw them at kids.
1: <laughs> I, sometimes I throw them out.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're useless. They are. They're more expensive Canada is phasing out than the copper that they're printed on. Yeah. Wee. Okay. Next.
1: Cruising on a hot sunny day with the windows down. I pass gas, roll up the windows and enjoy. Just me or everyone. That, while I appreciate the uh the love of your own farts, I I don't do that. This do you a, guys do that? This is a
3: great game. I know. And Thank you. my Farts are powerful enough that when the windows are rolled down <laughs> and the winds are at eighty to ninety knots you're still enjoying I still can get a good healthy dose so so i I think you need to up your up your uh, long term carbohydrate intake stony bromo
1: do you remember the chino winds yeah yeah it smelled like cow where we went to school yeah okay uh, when ending a phone call I press end multiple times to ensure the call has properly ended in case I need to talk about the person. Yes, I, d- I don't actually go OCD on my phone, but I can relate to that concern.
3: Yeah, I can relate to it. I don't do it either, but I, I'm totally down with the just to make sure three or four yes. times. Yeah. Like, the, like when you wash your hands 10 or 12 times after you've gone to the bathroom, 10 or 12 times a day, right? I mean, everybody deals exactly. with that. Exactly.
1: Yes, because, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure.
3: Like that dude from Double Dare.
1: Oh, my God. Mark Curry?
3: <laughs> Mark Curry was the dude with, Is the, that his name? with the Bon Jovi hair from MTV.
1: Oh, not Mark Curry. Not, no, Adam Curry was that guy. Oh. Yeah. Mark. No, what was his name? Because now he hosts something on the uh, like the food channel.
3: He really can't get away from things that are messy.
1: Right, exactly. Things that involve bats of mustard and whatnot. Uh, oh, what's his name?
3: We'll get it. Let's move on and yeah, we'll get it. Okay. Mark Summers. Mark That's right. Summers.
1: That's right. And he's on a show now.
3: Yeah, he's a famous dude. He's a famous OCD.
1: He's like the Howie Mandel of...
3: Oh, Howie Mandel is OCD as well, yeah.
1: Yeah, super.
3: Yep. Okay. I respect that. All right. Moving on. When
1: buying books or magazines, I always take the third or fourth from the front to make sure I get a pristine copy. Oh, I have done that, yes.
3: I do that all the time. Number one. Number two, Eno Head, which means that he's a Brian Eno fan, I'm assuming, unless he's uh, so, Enohead, number one, bravo on your choice of music. Number two, yeah, man, that's the only way to live. I don't want someone's cracked open copy of Rolling Stone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't need that in my life. I want to be the one. I, wanna, I want its pristine fields to be plowed by only me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. You want, When you open it, you want there to be tiny spots of blood on the spine. <laughs> And then you'll upload that to Facebook. Okay. (laughs) When riding shotgun, I sometimes imagine a little man running next to the car jumping over obstacles. I love that, but I don't do that.
3: I used to do it when I was a kid with my hand. I would put my hand out the window, and as the wind blew it, I would, like, rise above the cars or the trees, Uh that kind of thing. So, yes, if you call your hand your little man, then, yes, (laughs) like, my little man is going to satisfy me right now. And that you know what I'm saying, like, right? Yeah. So yes, I relate in a weird, off-handed way, off a little man-handed way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, staring wistfully out rainy window of train, listening to sad song, pretending I'm a character in a movie post-dramatic event. Yes, not on the train, Ugh. but I definitely. Oh no, you know what? When I lived in New York, whenever I would be taking a car to the airport, I would always have that moment where i would sort of see myself leaning my head against the window in the back of the car staring at new york being melodramatic so yes that is Ugh. me as well
3: my narcissism doesn't extend that far what does or, that mean or in that direction you can't get outside of yourself where you think see about yourself, yourself in a as... movie yeah it no, doesn't extend like... that far no i never I
1: find that hard to believe i'm
3: serious no no and i also never thought i wanted to like enter a song like a talent show and win win big I come from blue-collar stock. You know what I'm saying? you got to work for it. If you're going to be in a movie, don't dream it. Write it.
1: Oh, Oh my God. That's so inspirational. Hold on. Put that on
3: your iPad. Okay. Put that in your iPad and smoke it.
1: Wait. You never had these kind of fantasies?
3: Maybe when I was like six and I was like I wanted to be in Kiss. But after that, it was like, fuck this wishing.
1: You're just going to do it? Let's
3: do it. Yeah. Come on.
1: Do you ever have s- crippling self doubt that the rest of us have?
3: Crippling self doubt, yeah. It's like what I call good morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, good morning.
3: Good. Yeah, good. crippling self doubt. Okay, yeah, I love that guy.
1: Work in a large office. Smile when passing strangers, except for pretty girls, because I don't want them to think I am creepy.
3: For me, the creepy thing usually shows up when I'm like touching their skirt when they're sitting at lunch and but they don't know smiling? me. Yeah, yeah, or not looking at them in the eye,
2: mm-hmm. just
3: reaching over and being like, I like your skirt. <laughs> That usually creeps them out more than smiling at them.
1: Gary?
0: I, you know, I've thought that. I've, I've, heard, I, I've heard that thought in my head before, but I always
3: Gary,
1: push it down.
0: Gary
3: puts the, crun- <laughs> the crunchy sock that he's masturbated it in right on the table in front of them, and he's like, You like my statue? <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty fucking spooky. Yeah. Let's be straight.
1: Right. But whether he smiles or not, yeah. it's
3: not nice. like, kind of. You like the shape?
2: <laughs> it's pretty shape.
1: <laughs> well um, now going to boarding school, that must have made those rites of passages easier.
3: Oh dude, nothing is easy in boarding school. That's true. It's like one big fucking beatdown. It's like you have most of the teachers, although I had some extraordinary teachers, but most of the teachers are like fucking convicts who couldn't get hired in real schools. And so they would like play one-on-one basketball with like fifth graders and be like, I faced you, man. <laughs> I faced you. It's like you're twenty nine, I'm nine. Like so yeah, no, it was terrible. Uh but that said, look at the character strong, the oxen of a man I am before you today.
1: And I'm I am the babe <laughs>
3: babe the blue oxen.
1: What does faced do you mean? Because when I was in school, like, we used to say face and then there was a gesture that went with it yeah, which like, will really come to face no it was different and this uh-huh. will come alive for the listeners it was like face and it was where you take your hand and sort of make a claw thing and then like scratch down your face whoa that's a... gary you had this too it was location specific you yeah. then you're
3: southern your orange county that's yeah what, we're saying what that yeah. means is it means um bankrupt like you're pulling it down from the like orange county you don't have any money as a and so you're like bankrupt that's sadness Oh. Over being a bankrupt Is it pulling te- place. out the facial
1: implants cuz there's a lot of orange, there's a lot of plastic <laughs> surgery in orange. Yes. County. Face removal of Botox.
3: Yes, let's take this out and then overspend on roads. Yeah. <laughs> on the toll road. Yeah.
1: I thought it was like No, they would also say facial.
3: What? Did you hear that one too? Let's be honest. Yeah, I did. I'd like Was th-
1: it porn? What the hell yeah, was that? Yeah. I
3: I raised my hand here. There's a couple things I'd like to take back. I I'm a fan of porn, but a couple words that I'd like to take back, facial being one of them, because that okay. just sucks. If you have to go, if myself, I was in Canada uh, over the summer, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go get my face steamed," and the only way to say it is like, "I'd like a facial."
2: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. also
3: um, load, like, yeah. like it, you, load. You need load in a couple other instances, Such and every ask? time I say it, wh- what? Do you, um, just drop the load here. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? You're, Where
1: would you like me to put this load? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Where are we dropping the load? And it's like, uh, ugh. <laughs> so yeah, load, um, facial. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. Doug Benson wanted to let the middle finger out of what he feels we as a culture have, have put it into a middle finger jail.
3: The shackle? Yeah. We've shackled the middle finger? Right. What else would you use? The, well, I mean, okay, moving on.
1: Okay. Uh, is it just me? But how can people at the gym expect to get any health benefits while reading a book on the treadmill?
3: I don't ever really understand that. There's a certain level of laziness. Um, per, it's throughout everybody's, I mean, Amer- it's America's thing. And when it extends to exercise, it blows my mind. People like on the treadmill, kind of pedaling, but like deeply involved in a Judy Bloom or like a, you know, I don't know, a Dennis Lehane novel. <laughs> I don't get it. You're there to sweat and get out of there. Cut it out. Barely getting your heart rate up is not helping anyone. Not to mention, I need the Stairmaster.
1: Yeah. Well, I am someone who got to the point where I would sit on the recumbent bike. So already it's like, I don't, I not only do I not want to sit, I don't want to even. Sit up.
3: I, I have one of you at my gym.
1: Okay, I have. I mean, I haven't done this in a long time. He's and seventy. And then I decided to uh, write blog posts on my BlackBerry. This is how long ago it was? It Was a different phone entirely.
3: You're like, you're like, I used to play Atari twenty six hundred when I was running. I used to, <laughs> I used to get, I used to do real well at Pitfall on the on the. These w-
0: jokes would be going a lot better if Allison had any idea what you were talking. That's about. right. We're laughing in the control room.
2: <laughs>
3: Let them be my the laughter. The Nintendo 64. They're my laughter. Yeah. Uh, that's a, an emotional statement. Yeah. You are my laughter.
1: But to be fair to me, I would. this would be at the end of the workout when it was really just the cool down.
3: Yeah, that's four minutes. What kind of blog do you write in four minutes?
1: A really funny one about me being at the gym. No, I was aware I was fooling myself at that point. Okay. When I use the bathroom in others' houses, I change the toilet paper roll so it hangs to the outside the right way. No, is I that, don't do that.
3: This is not... This thing should just be called OCD. Like, S- yeah. send, send your questions. Do you OCD? Right. Like, who the fuck turns the person's toilet paper around? Get over it.
1: No, Jam it that shit in there.
3: Get that shit out of there. And go hang with your friends.
1: And it, see how fun they are? Yeah, and I love in this. fact, my boyfriend is a toilet paper roll what? on the Your air.
3: Your boyfriend is a toilet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have no idea how funny that, that is actually is awesome. considering some old stories on this show. Oh
3: boy did you poop on him?
1: I ac- No. no.
2: That's I totally acti- no.
1: I accidentally, I accidentally him. clogged my boyfriend's toilet early into the relationship, and I didn't. I had to talk about it on air because I was so mortified. Because oh my I god! Felt like even though we have a very loving and accepting relationship, oh god, what's going to happen now? Because can a man love a woman who could do
3: that? Are you kidding? That you're strong stock. <laughs> and then, not to mention that I won't say it on this particular show, but next time I come in, remind me to tell you about my experience clogging a toilet in New York City. Oh come. No, it's too long a story. It's too involved. We have way too much stuff to get to. All
1: right, fine.
3: It's something for later. I'm not going to give you everything in this relationship right now.
1: You're withholding.
3: You'll end up clogging my toilet.
1: All right. So anyway, he likes the toilet paper roll to go to the outside, and I went through a phase where I felt it should be on the underside because I feel it's easier to rip. So And at his place, when I would replace the toilet paper... Frequently. I would put it on the outside. Because you blew that shit up. <laughs> frequently. No. you go in and clog that. I was, mis- you know, making a joke at my own expense. Oh, you were okay. Sorry. I'm not too big to laugh at myself. Um, anyway. So, anyway, I would even do it the way he liked it. The toilet paper.
3: <laughs> yeah, I've never noticed That's what, what way saying. the toilet paper hangs. Oh, really? And I'm a, I am ai have some pretty whacked out kind of obsessive things. What And are I've they? never once thought. So, I have a weird thing on stage. Mm-hmm. Where I can't have any cables or anything or anything <laughs> under my feet, so like if the set list is put too far too close to me, I have to kick it. Uh-huh. If they if they've run mic cables underneath, it throws my whole. If there's a seam in the stage, I can't do it. Why? And, and that's just like a palatable version of one of my weird things, you know.
1: But why is that? Are you afraid I've, you'll trip, or is it? Sort I don't of think a, I don't know a... if there's
3: a fear. It's more of an annoying like this sense of like uh, imbalance. Yeah, yeah. But toilet paper, I've never thought about.
1: In my bathroom, the hair dryer cord is just always at my feet and it drives me nuts.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's the same thing. Exactly. It's as if you're performing.
1: In my bathroom. In your bathroom. Some would
3: say I do. Nice.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. Gamefly. This uh, relates to what you guys are talking about, about the jokes that I would have laughed at if I knew more about video games. But you know what I know about? Video game rental services that are like Netflix. For video games. So GameFly, which is awesome, is a video game rental system that delivers to your door and now directly to your PC. They have over 8,000 games, including new titles like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, Batman, Arkham City, and The Elder Scrolls. Uh, delivery right to your home, no late or shipping fees. And my listeners, that's you guys, get a free 15-day trial. So go to GameFly.com slash Rosen, GameFly.com slash Rosen. also that's great. Thank you. And also, if you're going to be buying something on Amazon, which you know you are because everyone buys stuff on Amazon. I just did, I just did. But you did not click through the banner on my website, did you? No, because it makes it so that it doesn't cost anything more. But then this show gets a few dollars, and then we can buy toilet paper.
3: I'm so next go, time do that. I'm going to go jam that toilet. I'm going to show it who's the boss. <laughs> Tony D'Anzo.
1: Is your new album available on Amazon? Yeah, Where why don't you we, click you know, through the Please click through the banner on my click site, Allison the Rosen on dot com. AllisonRosen.com.
3: You have your own website? Look yes, how far I do. we've come. I know. Back in the day, I didn't have You were just blowing off my show. Now you've got your own
1: Site that's so nice. Oh, true. that's great! You have your own site, mattnathanson.com
3: I've, I've heard, and people can
1: tweet you at mattnathanson.
3: Yeah, I'm everywhere Matt Nathanson is. I'm <laughs> you had, forward yeah, slash but you had to like, Kill Nathanson. some
1: other Matt Nathanson to get Matt Nathanson on Twitter, didn't you?
3: I ate his essence.
1: <laughs> Are you now like two Mats?
3: <laughs> I'm a stronger. I'm one big stronger Matt. He tasted. He tasted like defeat.
1: But really, you used to have an underscore, and you were able to shed your underscore.
3: Yeah, what's great about my life is that people just email me and say, you can ch- we're changing your Twitter name now to Matt Nathanson without the underscore.
1: Oh, like you're a whole team of people Whereas, who loofah you yeah. and also take a percentage of your yeah. earnings yeah. worked on this for days and days and days. Yes,
3: and at first they said, you can't be Matt Nathanson, you have to be Matt underscore Nathanson. Then the same people emailed me and said, you're now Matt Nathanson.
1: Were you happy? You
3: have no idea.
1: Because you seem like someone who's sort of distrustful and wary of technology in general.
3: Whoa. Social networking. Did you just see into my soul? Yes. S-O-L-E. Yes. I'm
1: staring at your foot. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, no, I don't... Li- I'm just... Dist- I don't... I think technology's cool.
1: But I mean social social media and stuff.
3: I like it, but I'm cagey. Yeah. People... I don't like people that have, like... I like relationships where people actually, like... See. The, I like the human collision which brings, uh, that's what my record's about. Colliding? Modern, modern love. It's about where does the amazing sort of like molten messy parts of human beings exist in a time when everything is so uh, you know, distanced and... and
1: uh, well, we've come up with all sorts of ways to avoid really engaging. Yeah,
3: and I think engaging is what makes life the best. So for me, social networking is not like I don't like post pictures of my life and be like, "Look at my." I, I just don't do that, mm-hmm. to, and and I don't understand why people do. Although I can appreciate when I see like a pic, but I'd much rather have like see the person. Or
1: do you? Are, is there any part of you that avoids interactions and conflict and all that messy stuff, though? Because I think a lot no. of the people that know,
3: I'm a. I like conflict. People say like passive aggressive. I'm like straight up aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I'm the guy that like nine times out of ten and this is the truth, if there's like a bar fight or something going on, I'll walk towards the problem. (laughs) I don't know why, but it's fucking fascinating. If there's like a dude outside yelling or it's like, I'm the guy that walks to the other side of the street. My wife likes to now, she steers me away from conflict before I even recognize that it's happening.
1: (laughs) That's smart. And so all
3: of a sudden I'll be like halfway down the street and I'll go, oh, did you totally, I avoided that, that dude back there. And she's like, yep, keep walking. She oftentimes says to me, Keep walking. Shut your mouth there. Let's keep... Come on.
1: Okay. Well, so then, when you get negative tweets, which I'm sure... I feel like everyone who has a certain number of followers gets that shit.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, it pissed me off for some reason. I don't think I'd eaten yet when that douchebag sent me a tweet. So I was hangry. <laughs> so it showed up. It showed up, and I was like... And it wasn't even smart. It was just kind of no, like... No, it
1: was just taking a shot.
3: And I don't like when people say, like, is it like, is he as big a dickhead as I think? Like, what the fuck? I don't know what you think. I think you're an idiot. Like, I like confrontation, and I like to fucking, I like people to, I like myself and other people to be accountable for what they do. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to call someone a fucking prick, come fucking call me a prick to my face and let me get, have the opportunity to beat you.
1: But do you usually respond to it?
3: No. This morning, it really, I was so effortless. (laughs) Felt so good. Yeah. Food hadn't gotten there yet.
1: Right. So normally you ignore it or yeah, see, yeah, you see that's ignore some some I'm I've talked about this on
3: uh d- myriad on shows
1: feeling. before how I I feel like I should just ignore it but and it's like it's you know really like 0.01% of people but it just still sits in my head and kind of for, gnaws
3: at me. For me it's very rare that I engage it and it just depends on how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling kind of taxed and really bent and sort of tired and in a bad mood mm-hmm. it really affects me like everybody. But if I'm feeling kind of in the zone and like live in life and it doesn't really matter. Right.
1: I actually, this guy wrote a tweet last night which really wasn't that bad although I could tell like this is someone who's not, probably not quite aware how their words are coming off and then I looked at his timeline and there was just all these shitty things he had written to people um, like to Bethany who I don't, I mean whatever you think of Bethany it was like your jaw's all wide and fucked up like what's wrong with you and just Who's Bethany? Oh yeah, I guess you wouldn't know from Real Housewives of New York.
3: That's what I'm saying like I guess my whole point is, this person is talking about... I mean, like... Well, so I wrote to him. Why? why? He's, his life I, is already a prison.
1: I know. You know, I know. That's the thing. Is that I, I direct... I've never done this before. I direct message him, and I was like, I read a bunch of your tweets. Some of them are really cruel. Real people read this stuff just an observation. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Am I going to police the internet? Yeah, you can't I would be, if I could. That's
3: what we call it. No, we call it world police.
1: Who's the we? Is that, this in, in some recovery group?
3: No, but this is the thing. You become world police and you want I to sort know. of teach people a lesson. I know. Nobody I wants know. to learn and nobody ever does. I know. So the only way to teach them is either to beat them with their own appendages.
1: I wish I could do that. And then
3: they don't really learn then either. Oh, or you just ignore them. Because most people just want attention because they think that attention is actually what matters.
1: I know. It's insane that I'm getting upset over what... People are saying, "Oh, but it is what matters." It's saying that I'm getting upset over what people are saying to Whoa, other people. Well, did you people. just get possessed?
3: I was just kidding. That was your like, drama. <laughs> it matters <laughs> I a was lot. Just kidding.
1: Uh, no, I just, I just think that people forget that real human beings read this shit. And yes, you can be like, that person's on TV or that person has a bazillion dollars, so it didn't matter. But it's like nothing. No matter how much fame or money or whatever you think this person has, there's still something vulnerable and probably broken about them if they're pursuing a career in entertainment anyway. And it's just like, why put that kind of energy into the world? Why be a total prick? Why ruin someone else's day, even if you don't know them?
3: Well, the thing is, is like it's up to those people to rise above not having their day ruined by somebody that's a douche.
1: I know, I know.
3: And more importantly... It doesn't really matter, because it's just words, and most people are really use only a portion of their fucking brains, and they don't try, and they're lazy, and they don't care. So it just doesn't matter. I know. You gotta let it go. I know. gotta let it go. I
1: wish, I know. Okay, thanks. That was, that was, that was, you're right. You are right.
3: They're not worth it.
1: Speaking of, feel free to leave iTunes comments about this show and rate this episode highly oh god, if you enjoyed it. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> my favorite is reading
3: YouTube comments, which I stopped doing. Those years are ago. awful. Oh my god, you would think that I came out and raped a like a on fire animal while like punching a baby in the face when like a new video when you did comes none out. of that. The whole thing's awesome. People are just like really hungry to be paid attention to. Like it's wild. That's why I think society is such a. That's why it's such a bummer that politically we're so divided and then as a culture that we're looking outward from ourselves onto other people's lives to figure out how to exist and be satisfied. Like people watch other people's lives on reality television Mm -hmm. and they're like, that's what I want. Yeah. Instead of I am what I want. Yeah. It's too bad.
1: People probably look at you and think that's what they want.
3: And people should just want to be their own weird, fucked-up selves, because that's the best right. part. Right. You don't a need person.
1: a team of people to loof for you. I no. mean, you do, but they well, don't. I've just
3: got bad calluses.
1: I understand. You want to remain supple.
3: I need to. In this life, it's the only way to swim. Mm. Mm.
1: Well, we're going to play a song off of your n- new album that came out last year, Modern Love. Tell us a little about this song, won't you?
3: Yeah, we're playing Room at the End of the World. It's about being in love, love, love.
1: <laughs> well, Matt, okay. Well, then I'm going to say goodbye to you, and then we're going to play the song. Okay. So thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for hanging out. Is there anything that else that you would like to tell my listeners?
3: No. Um, no, this is great. This is totally, I do this all the time. You're. All, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. No, let's just not be an occasional reach out anymore. Let's
1: not. No.
3: No. Come, no. come clog my toilet at home.
1: Okay, what kind of toilet do you have? Is it like a wood seat? I've never, I've never actually <laughs> that, tried to find out ahead of time what's rules. going on.
3: Those ones can be damaging. I know. If you They're, have a split in the wood.
1: Yes. Yeah, you don't want to sit on a splinter. No,
3: I've definitely gotten a hickey on my tush.
1: <laughs> a butt hickey. But I mean, do you have like, That's is a good it name for like a, a perfectly round thing or is it no, mine's sort of slightly, oblong? Mine is what's like, going on? Is there a cozy on it?
3: Who, what, who, where do you shit?
1: People's cozy gra- people's grandma's houses oh I yeah
3: know. um no mine's ergonomically correct and it'll okay he- it'll help it helps the flow Sold! yeah come on over
1: i can't w- <laughs> wait thank you you guys heard that offer
3: i want you to do you know what we call it is um i oh i can't tell this story can i
1: Yeah. yeah you can
3: we call it derning the bowl
1: is there someone named dern
3: because somebody that I can't mention was on a late night show with Laura Dern, and they went into the bathroom after her, and she had blown it up, or no, he blew it up. That's what happened. The, this person in this band blew up the toilet right before Laura Dern went in, and so they call it derning. I just, instead of like destroy, just like I just durned the shit out of that bathroom.
1: See that that is the new thumb dick. Yeah, it's in there. I'm gonna
3: when you say like like right after this podcast is mm-hmm. done, I'm gonna dern that up. I'm going to turn it up I like in
1: there. it. It sounds disgusting. Yeah, Disgustingly does. gamey.
3: That's di- oh, gamey is a great kind word. Kind of.
1: And, and mu- meaty and musky. S- yeah,
3: meaty muskies. You are a thesaurus.
1: Thank you. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. So you can follow Matt at Matt Nathanson. You can follow... I said your name weird. It sounds like mew, mew, <laughs> you can follow Matt mew, Nathanson. Meow, meow, you
3: bird. can follow me at You can
1: follow me at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. That's Alice Rosen's Jr. best friend. You and uh, I'm all over Facebook. I've got like 16 faces. I don't, but I've got a, a bunch, and you can go follow the show's Facebook page. I'm gonna Ed go. Line. I'm gonna
3: go from Matt Nathanson Facebook mm-hmm. to your face. Yeah.
1: I don't even know what that means, but do it.
3: Yeah, bring it. Yeah, your face. Okay.
1: Thanks, Gary, and thanks to the listeners.
3: Thanks, sweet Gary.
0: You're welcome, guys. Thank
1: you. All right. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. You gotta say bye, kind of like your special. Bye.
3: Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.
2: Finally had me figured out I was buried like treasure But no one ever came to mark the spot So I got good, had pleasure And started tying tighter knots sad can't catch me Or call me baby now The sun